Well, I didn't pick the winner, Scott. Oh, no! It's back! <laughs> I heard it's Clarion Call. The coin! <laughs> the coin! Wait, are coin. you using that to predict the AEW Women's Tournament? Yes. Now that's a problem, because that coin's been blessed by Gato, who historically has not been good to women's wrestling. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. This is a different one, actually. It's not the one in my special, uh, <laughs> G1 pool. I, I actually found this quarter. That one was blessed by Kenny Omega. Omega. <laughs> um, I found this as I was adjusting the camera, so it was fake. <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not so professional wrestling. And I'm a grizzled young vet. I'm a grizzled young vet. Scotty Moore. It is the return of the coin, Blake Tanner. I'm the legislative desperado, the villain. <laughs> That's, that's good. Uh, it's a good thing that there's not much news this week because. Um, we got a lot of predictions to make at the end of the show, which we didn't realize until earlier today when I was browsing, and I said, well, let's see what happened on NXT, and they were like, solid, go-home show, and I went, wait, what the fuck? Okay, guess this is happening now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, seeing that <laughs> earlier today and realizing that just the night before, we decided, ah, oh, you know what, we should do the brackets. Um, for the, for the women's uh, tournament, women's tournament, and let's just listen. Yeah, let's you and I decided earlier that day, and then fucking Scotty didn't reply for like twelve hours. I had to repair my kid's Nintendo Switch, and it fucking sucked. It it took so long that I missed Kenta making his AEW debut match. I missed fucking Kenta after last week's just violent applause of kenta i missed his match oh man that means that means you missed kenta crushing john moxley's ribs yeah and a uh the <laughs> gts finally happening in aew um but i mean it, it happened it happened last week i don't understand it not in a he didn't did he hit a he didn't hit a gts last yeah did he? he literally that was how he debuted came in he took his mask off it's kenta GTS. Okay. What's Kenta doing? What's <laughs> Kenta doing in the elite zone? That was. I'm sorry. That was actually during the part of the show where I was screaming furiously. Although I do want to give props to not a baby face of the week because it has nothing to do with wrestling. But after I came on here and talked about a double pop, Wandavision gave me a triple pop at the end of last week's episode. So props to Wandavision. Uh before we get to AEW though, let's get into wrestling news. Uh actually I'm realizing everything from Raw that made me angry can be pretty much summed up in Dylan's heel of the week. But yeah, yeah, uh well I good a good solid story did come out of SmackDown where the best part of Bailey's appearance in the Rumble was the fact that she shaved Michael Cole's name into the back of her head because she's been taunting him on SmackDown constantly. <laughs> and so she was like, I'm going to come out and be like, if I win the Rumble, I'm going to beat you up, Michael Cole. And she was talking to Corey Graves and he goes, yeah, yeah, do that. That would be funny. And as he left the room, he remembered Michael Cole would not be calling the women's Rumble match. <laughs> And he goes, should I tell her? No, no. Just let it happen. So you see Bailey, you see Bailey come out, look at the announcer's desk, and just quickly go, fuck. Fuck's damn it. Fuck's God damn it. It's a I, slow burn, damn it. It's gonna I, lead to. I, 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 I'm waiting for her to beat the shit out of Corey Graves. <laughs> He's now also part of it. Um. Uh, to loud he deserves it chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, also, I really like what they're doing with Edge, because when he won the Rumble, it was very much like, okay, they're going to give it to Randy, and then we're going to get a shitty rematch at Mania. Mm -hmm. I now have no fucking clue 
because Triple H was talking about the fact that Edge wants to work with the younger talent so we could see Edge versus Finn Balor, which, fuck, yes. Or we could see Edge versus Roman, which would be fun. Edge versus Drew, I wouldn't mind. Like, he has, he got the whole world in his hands. And they are stretching it so, like, they're doing it with both of them because Bianca hasn't declared who she wants to face either. I mean, I would love Sasha Bianca more than anything in the entire world, but I like stretching these out. It's like stretching out a, a Money in the Bank cash holder, which hasn't... Has that happened in a good way recently? Like, the last one I could think of was Seth, as being someone who held it for a long time and made it feel important. Yeah, he was. He had a good run with that Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, no, because... A lot of the uh, years after that, they were just almost immediate cash-ins. Yeah, it was like, give it to Brock, or give it to Alexa, who cashed in the very same night. I think Moxley did the same thing when he got it. Like, I don't think anyone's... Yeah, and the same thing with the Rumble. The the last people who've won the Rumble, you're pretty much like, I know who you're gonna fight. Yeah. All All the most memorable ones are from, like, years and years ago that I remember. Yeah, like Punk, Edge, Ziggler. There were a lot of people, and then it started to go downhill with, like, Baron Corbin, Damian Sandow. Guys who they were like, this would be a nice bump, but that's it. Like, I guess Miz, kind of, but, like, Miz has never seemed like a threat with it. Whereas Ziggler was kind of in the same position Miz is now, but it still felt like he was a threat having it. (laughs) I feel like you've got to have the right personality to have the money in the bank briefcase, like, for any length of time. Like, there's a reason that most of the good ones were heels. Or asshole baby faces, which are, you know, the best kind of baby face. Um, I still say they should have given it to Owens. Oh, yeah. That would have been wonderful. I don't know, because Owens is very much like a I show up to fight and beat the shit out of people guy, whereas... I, I, exactly, because he, then he could set when the fight was, and that would be his whole okay. thing. He just show up in a suit and just roll in that day. Is like, is tonight the night? Are the conditions right that I like? Wait, like it's it's always about him hedging his bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then one day he just like tears the suit off, <laughs> goes up like he's gonna cash in, and then fucking doesn't because he's Kevin Owens. No, no, no. He's he calls like say the. Uh, the champ was Drew. Alright, Drew, it's time. Come on out and fight. Drew shows up on the Titantron. No. I don't have to. Like, I, if I don't walk out to that ring, you don't cash in. Like, <laughs> fuck you, actually. Actually, I'm going home. I'm leaving. No, no, you have to come to the- Son of a bitch. And then it's just Kevin chasing him around the arena. Hold on, first I'm gonna strike my pose um, to the- p- and the WWE's gonna cover me in a logo and make me look like I'm nude. <laughs> that was a like fun- you wish. That was the, uh, the best part of uh, anything this week, just the really, really bad- uh, No, 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 really good. Really good, yes, really good. And his response <laughs> to it, he feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. I do love how Kevin is now kayfabe explaining the fucking uh, handcuff spot from the Rumble. He was like, I've never been screwed worse than those referees. It was absolute total horseshit. He sh- should have been counted out, but they were they were cowards and they refused to do it. It's like, thank you for trying, Kevin. It means the world. Yes. Oh, fun fact, if y'all haven't seen it, guess who's engaged? Me and Keith Lee. Oh! Mm-hmm. That's sweet. I like that. L- limitless, uh... Like, getting over COVID, then getting engaged. That's sweet. Oh, shit. Oh, goddammit. Fuck, I f- remembered who my original baby face of the week was. Do you want to pop it out now, or do you want to save it for later? Oh, uh... We're talking about Raw. We're talking about WWE, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I love how Dylan phases out so much during this segment that when he comes back, it's just, wait, fuck, we are still talking about this, right? <laughs> I didn't know if we were about to make the transition. Mu- Mustafa Ali uh, went on an eight-minute 
rant yes. on Raw Talk. God bless that man. I love him so much. During which he called out our truth at least six times. <laughs> and he was right every single time. I, I will say. It was amazing. <laughs> I now fully support retribution. <laughs> you have any idea how how good that had to be that I now support the shittiest stable in WWE solely based off of Mustafa Ali's performance. Can I just say my the the I know we were upset Keith Lee couldn't be in the Rumble because of Mia's COVID situation. The thing that made me more upset was the fact that we didn't get Woods versus Reckoning, the thing that Xavier Woods has been campaigning for for fucking weeks now. Oh, that hurts. Now it's Limitless Reckoning. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I just loved Woods on Raw Talk. Give me Reckoning! Give me Ra- I beat every other member of Retribution! Give me Reckoning! <laughs> Everybody went back to their, uh, the New Day's promo. We'll beat up you. We'll beat up women. We'll beat up kids. <laughs> I'll beat up a baby. I don't care. All Whatever. Right. Let's uh, let's get into AEW. Where Dylan, would you like to take the floor for the boy who finally did it? <laughs> the boy who finally achieved his dream. The boy who. Oh lived. yeah, yeah. Lee Lee Johnson going now one in twenty nine after having <laughs> the legitimate. The legitimate longest losing streak, losing to actually half the roster. I was watching, uh, I was recording Opposite Attractions at the time, and I was, we just got done, so I was looking at what happened on AEW, and I saw Cody teaming with Lee versus whoever they were fighting, and I saw they won. I said, okay, Cody hit the crossroads or something, and then I saw Lee Johnson gets the victory. I went, oh! The boy did it! <laughs> he did it! Finally! I'll be honest, I totally forgot to watch that match. Oh no. Apparently Cody has been stutter- studying like, I think it was San Martino Zabisco, which was like a big um, a big rivalry between a mentor and his student, and he wants to do that with Lee and QT Marshall, which I think would be pretty fucking fun. Because at this point, the Nightmare family is just AEW dark, so... <laughs> You gotta have some infighting. Uh, I like how I like how Cody keeps trying to be like we're not like a typical stable and like all this stuff, and it's just like, dude, just admit that like this is you showing off people from your fucking like training facility, and like it's it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Just like it's, just admit it. It's okay, Cody. Like uh, we're not going to hang you from a cross because you have a big ego. Just, like, just do it. Just stop trying to hide the, it. The Nightmare family rivals Reckoning as the least impactful stable in a company. <laughs> and never never since Reckoning have I seen a greater collection of eh. Yeah. I mean, with me, it's just like there are certain people where I'm like, okay, they need the push to go for, but like Nick, what's his last name? Camarano? What is it? Camarado. Yeah, Camarado. That dude fucking rules. And it'd be fine to bring him out as like, here's what you do. QT Marshall brings him out as his latest student. He just beats the shit out of QT Marshall because he's a beast. He's a massive, scary man who's great at wrestling. Let him break off, be his own thing. If you want to say, oh, I trained him, do that, but don't. Don't put the name Nightmare Family on him, because he don't look like he's part of any family. <laughs> I'm sure they'll, like, get him themed gear. Just happened. I mean, I, I was waiting to see how long it would be for Aaron Solo. Yeah. Because he'd been teaming with Lee Johnson. And they're actually a pretty... They're a solid tag team. They really are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was, I, was, uh, I was happy to see that. I mean, but, like, yeah... The Nightmare family is uh, Lee Johnson and Aaron Solo, who are a combined one and fifty something. Yeah. Um, the Gun Club uh, minus the third one. So just Billy and Austin. Which God is there a more annoying family in professional <laughs> wrestling? Um, the Natural Nightmares, which fine, whatever. Uh. Nick Camarado, who is a Haas, uh, and Cody. 
So Cody is the most substantial person in that in that group. And if you really step back, he hasn't actually won a major ch- like he's won one major championship. It was the Ring of Honor championship. Yeah. That's it. Well, not only that, much like his time with the Elite on AEW, Cody never really brings up unless he's making a big entrance and wants them all to come out like it's a UFC fight. You don't really hear about Cody with the Nightmare family. It almost seems more like QT and Dustin's thing. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh... It's not even like Chaos in New Japan, because, like, at least Okada will team up with them for, like, six-man, or, like, you know, four-mans and shit. Yeah, yeah. But it is that same thing of, like, if you're getting beat down, the Nightmare family is not coming to help you. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> you're just kind of, you're just kind of fucked. It's just, it's over. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like being, um, it was like being friends with John Cena back in the day. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, um, it's like the opposite of the inner circle, unless you're Sammy Guevara, in which case you just leave. Oh, I'm so happy. I, no, I think this is the now slow dissolving of the inner circle. It's gonna be Sammy, then it's gonna be Proud and Powerful, and then I think probably at, um, at Revo- Revolution, we see MJF turn on Jericho. Because at that point, now that no one's in the inner circle mjf has no need for the inner circle his whole reason behind it was i need a stable to help me win matches and if they lose mjf is out and then we go back to mjf wardlow which i don't mind like this was an experiment and i don't think it worked that well to be honest with you it had a great beginning and then after mjf joined it was like okay segment okay segment Chris Jericho is a QAnon-believing piece of shit. Oh no, this is rough. Just separate him away now. <laughs> I, I do like the idea that that was the onus of, alright, yeah. we gotta get these boys apart. Uh, we can't do... I am violently excited for babyface Sammy Guevara, though. Like, I know he did shit in the past, but Sammy has looked like he's legitimately made steps to improve himself as a human being, and like... Hell yeah. Sammy Sammy Guevara could be a top babyface easily. Like, a Darby Allen-level top babyface, if not even a little bit bigger. It would help if he didn't just look like a douche. He looks... Just. He looks like... <laughs> everything about Sammy Guevara, from the way he looks, to the way his hair, to the way he talks, screams douche <laughs> at the top of its lungs. No, he looks he like... Have that- he does have that resting punch face. <laughs> he has the dumbest haircut in wrestling. Now wait, hold on now. That is a broad He spectrum. looks like his his hair, his hair looks like the top of a pineapple. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be Sammy Guevara and Pineapple Pete teaming up against the Gun Club next week on AEW Dark. Oh god. Cool. I can just I'll skip the whole hour and a half. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I'm excited at least a little bit to see it. Apparently this week's AEW was pretty decent, which makes me upset. I was having to work on a fucking LCD screen on an Impact, or on a fucking uh, Nintendo Switch the whole time. Speaking of, was Impact any good? I didn't read about it. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, the the Impact uh, Tag Team Champion chip match is now a triple threat match because uh, Private Party showed up and interrupted the actual tag match that had James Storm and uh oh what uh Chris Sabin in yeah. it. Okay. That's a weird team up no matter how many ways you throw it. That's a- It's cuz it's it's cuz uh the other half of the Motor City Machine Guns is, you know, a paramedic and helping people with COVID and Yeah. Good on Alex Shelley. Fucking killer. Yeah. Uh, Alex Shelley is like a great human being who now just does wrestling as a side gig and can't because he can't risk the wrestlers or the people that he's in charge of the lives of. Yeah. You know. Who the fuck you was You know, the... being a good, decent human being about it. Unlike... Oh, it was fucking Davey mm. Richards who was also a firefighter and wrestling was his side gig. What's Davey Richards uh... been up to? Other than, I think he also does. He also does medical stuff now. He was like training. To, he was like trying to be a doctor. Oh, that's badass! I was gonna say, what's what's he doing? Or something other, like other than looking like a jacked Chris Kattan. 
I miss Davy Richards. I was always sad that the, that impact went with Eddie Edwards over him. Yeah, I loved the uh, Davy Richards stain shoot interview where they're just both like, ah, you're not that bad. <laughs> it's okay. You're pretty cool, I guess. Uh, and in Saturn News, um, I can't remember who reported it, but someone was talking with Terry Funk and he is apparently in a lot of pain right now. There's not a lot of details, which I mean, that's that's the Funkster 110 percent of just like, I don't. I mean, it was it was Dust it was Dustin Rose. He was just like, yeah, he's just having a lot of pain in his hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's old and he's been bumping for five decades. But I love our community for quickly rallying behind it. Like literally that day, it was it was full on um, trending on Twitter. Of just, like, everyone send your love to Terry Funk. Foley was coming out about it, everyone. And I love it because it's... Uh, usually that happens if someone has, like, a serious illness. But in this case, like, it's just the years of bumping and the years of shit Terry did coming back to bite him a little bit. And in that case, our entire community just rallied around, like, fuck yeah, Funkster, you rule. And that's what... That's the message we would like to send out this week. Fuck yeah, Funkster, you rule. You can get past this. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the at week. Terry Funk, you've got this. Well, before we do that, we do need to talk about patreon.com slash load of BS, the website where you can support us and get access to tons of exclusive content like Wrestling History X, where we talk about the history of some of our biggest and most favorite moments in the world of professional wrestling. Blake's going to be doing one soon, and I think this is the first time that he knows about that. I am. Oh, fuck me. Yep. Uh, and then also we react to old episodes of JWF Monday Night War because they used to be really shit and it's funny to look back at how garbage they are. And I know for the longest time our Patreon has been $5 a month, but now we have different tiers that you can sign up for. We've got a $2 tier, which gets you access to the three exclusive shows a month. The $5 tier that gets you access to our Discord and hang out and chat with us and watch wrestling live if we're feeling like it. And then a $10 tier where you can actually join us for certain recordings of stuff throughout the month. And you can get all of that at patreon.com slash a load of BS. I guess, are we just going to tweet at Terry Funk? It has been a while since that report came out. Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever. He needs yeah, love. Give it, he just do it. Just go for it, man. It's a This is a chill episode this week. Let's just fucking do it. Yeah. Well, while I do this, why don't we get into uh, our heels and baby faces of the week? Whoever wants to start with a heel, uh, I relent to you. Okay. I can uh, I can do that. We can go for a bit on mine. Oh yes, please, um, Dylan. We uh we actually we actually skipped over part of the original thing for it. So um, man, fuck everything about the way they book Charlotte in <laughs> WWE. <laughs> Largely because it doesn't just affect Charlotte; it negatively affects other people. Because they change other things around to benefit Charlotte. Case in point, uh, Oscar's opponent for the next pay-per-view is fucking Lacey Evans. I'm so mad. Because that that furthers the, hey, I'm maybe fucking your dad storyline between Lacey Evans and Charlotte. Who, by the way, had the worst looking match I've ever seen on Raw. Scotty, can you confirm? I did not watch it because it was horrible. I, I'm not a fan. Lacey was originally my heel of the week. I'm not a fan of Lacey in general. Like, I don't think she's ever impressed me. The women's right is rough. She does seem like she joins the Jericho Pavilion of Q and Honors, and that always makes mm -hmm. me nervous. But yeah, I remember you messaged us and said, if Lacey beats Asuka for the title, I'm quitting the show. And I said, that's funny. It won't happen. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute. If she wins, WrestleMania would be Charlotte versus Lacey with Lacey. a title on the line because WWE is mad horny for taking what they think are hot storylines and putting titles. Yeah. So we may lose a co-host by WrestleMania, Blake. Well, we're going to have to start sending out resumes. God, I just, I don't know why they continue to make this mistake over and over again. Because Charlotte is just the most recent one of these. How soon is it going to be before we have segments where people are backstage asking, 
Yeah, but where's Charlotte, everybody? <laughs> God. Yeah, it's Ugh. it's awful. Like fucking. It's like with uh, with Moxley. Moxley like busted his ass for like a year. Did all the workhorse shit. Was not rewarded for it. How was he rewarded with a fucking like fucking literally a shot in the shot ass. in the ass? Goddamn right. Coming and, out with and a they're gas doing mask. the same thing to Oscar. Oscar, the woman that held down the women's division during a pandemic. Like, how is she being re- rewarded before WrestleMania? She's getting screwed over for like that has to be the second or third time. Yeah, uh, it, it's yep. rough. Like, it is. It is uh, amazing to see how far we've fallen from last year's WrestleMania. And like, I, I, with me, I feel like we are all sitting here like, oh, they're building to Alexa Oscar because that was more enticing, if not an actually enticing storyline, as Oscar actually faces the first person. I would say that I would go like, oh yeah, they would take the title logically away from Oscar. But instead, we're getting Lacey fucking Evan. Now, I will say, uh, Alexa's not on TV right now because there was, not as severe, but there was another fucking Sonya Deville-esque situation where a creepy fan on Twitter kept messaging her and saying, like, hey, I'm gonna come to Orlando. I'm gonna take you away from Ryan. It's you and me, baby. And I'm like, hey, wrestling fans, we get it. She's hot. Stop. Stop you fucking animals. Um So yeah, that's, I, I just wanted uh, to You ever notice it never happens to AEW wrestlers? Oh yeah. I'm sure Anna has some creeps, but none that severe. But also there's the tenure behind it. Alexa's been around for years, so people get a time to build their creepy mental relationship with her. Whereas AEW in a couple new. of years, in a couple of years, Tay Conti is just gonna have stalkers <laughs> out the ass. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I, I oh, feel like God. that's already beginning because, like, you could see the way, like that, uh, pe- people in especially Squared Circle or wrestling forums like that. It's just like you get this weird, creepy vibe when they try to compliment any ver- like any of their favorite uh, women's wrestlers, and just like. Just slow down, dude. Mm-hmm. It's, so let me uh, tell you what Maki Ito did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually do have did, something did she, related to she, that, but did, we'll get did, into it when it, we get into it. Did she call you a simp and you liked it? <laughs> what? Did she call you a simp and you liked it? <laughs> I hope that's the name of her fan base. Like, Hulk Hogan had the Hulkamaniacs, Maki Ito has the simp army. The simps? Uh, she just sells a shirt that says "I'm a simp for Maki Ito." Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one seller on pro wrestling tees. This makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, I'm it ho- does. I'm hopping into Photoshop right now. We're gonna make so much money. Now, um, all right, we can move on to my mini heel of the week before my big one because that is a uh, that is related to something that happened um, with Maki Ito and. Uh, Jim Cornette's in the bad corner again, just yep. in case y'all After were wondering. One week. One, one week. One week, Jim. Uh, fuck me. I be- uh, Just this fucking tweet. Uh, and Twinkle Toes gets another of his fetishes a job on TV while many talented pro wrestlers sit idle. Better brush up on being a deity of shit, cause she'll be seeing plenty on AEW TV. And Maki Ito, in reply, said... It, this also just remi- reminds me of just how fucking weird Japanese advertising is, cause it's just a picture of her naked covered in chocolate, saying, I am deity of shit. <laughs> this is just a fucking... I, I don't know how to feel about any this of is, this. This is the Jim greatest Cornette rivalry again. because it's Jim Cornette's trying to like insult her, and her whole thing is being self-deprecating yeah. while yeah. also insulting people. <laughs> it's like it's like you can't beat her. She's a millennial. You can't. There's, <laughs> you can't destroy her non-existent self-esteem. <laughs> there yeah. isn't any, Jim. You've done. That. You've been doing that for years. Your generation has already done that so bad. We don't care anymore. You piece of shit. I hate myself so much that I could spread that hate to you. <laughs> All right, let's get into my heel of the week, and it's a. It's one of those things that don't seem like a heel until you see what could have happened. And it's Cesaro 
not resigning with the WWE yet, which in some manner is a babyface because we could get Claudio Castagnoli on AEW. Fuck yes. But the reason I hate it is because apparently, you know, they've been really building up Shinsuke as a babyface and making a big deal out of Shinsuke, or at least up to the Rumble, and now Shinsuke is just a babyface version of what Shinsuke was. That spot was reserved for Cesaro. They wanted to build up a babyface Cesaro going up against Daniel Bryan heading into the Rumble, and... They were go- They had massive plans for him, but because they he hadn't resigned, they just said, ah, fuck it, do Shinsuke instead, they're close enough. Um, and instead of going through with all the plans they had for Cesaro, they said, nah, fuck it, we're just gonna put it on um, Shinsuke, and then get rid of it. Um, I, I feel like we could have had another Yes Movement, Kofi Mania type thing if they had portrayed Cesaro on TV as just a hoss baby face and we could have found a way the internet forums could have found a way to trick them into giving us Roman Reigns versus Cesaro I don't believe he would have won but it would have at least launched him from where he is to upper echelon amongst like Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan and that's the thing about Cesaro specifically because he can do that in just, like, a literal fucking heartbeat. Yeah. Anytime Cesaro, they just let him go wild, he can, he builds so much fucking momentum. Because so many people have, for so long, wanted him to get that big push. I mean, do you remember when they let Drew start talking genuinely and we were like, oh, this guy's actually charismatic and fun to listen to? That's what Cesaro would be. Maybe not as charismatic as Drew. But still a goofy Swiss guy who tells shitty dad jokes before saying I'm gonna kill my opponent? Gotta I, be good. I I could see him in New Japan. <laughs> oh there could be a the G- beginning there- of Dylan's Disney Princess song. I look into the future of New he, Japan. He could be in the G one. Could you oh, imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine? 10 straight matches of Cesaro in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Just putting on clinic after clinic. Can you imagine Cesaro and Okada? Cesaro and Naito? Cesaro and fucking Kota Ibushi? (laughs) Blake just passed out. He's bouncing back in my seat. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get to smelling salts. Gonna have to go get a change of pants. Um... (laughs) Oh, Lord, yeah. no. Every, you need to understand, every time that somebody leaves WWE that I like, I'm like, can you just put them in new... Like, I'm, I'm so terrible about that, because it's like, no, don't just take the rejects. I was like, it's not the rejects of the company. It's all the people that you never used right that I would just love to see go somewhere where they'd be appreciated. Exactly. Years ago, before uh, Harold Meiji took over, the previous guy was like, was like, what three wrestlers like would you take? And he's like, I'd only need two: Dolph Ziggler and Cesaro. Yes, you know, yeah. He could like take two American, and I was just like, Ziggler's Ziggler's resigned himself to just take money for forever. But you could probably still get Cesaro. Cesaro still has the eye of the tiger. Like he can, <laughs> yes. he still he still has that desire to be great. Cesaro still has hope. Yeah, God, that makes me so upset about Ziggles. Because I just remember mm-hmm. what he was and who he is now, and it makes me mm-hmm. sad every time. All right, Blakey uh, T, yeah. what's your heel of the week? My real heel of the week is uh, Casey Catanzaro, um, because she sucks. I'm so upset about this, because I and loved yeah. Casey. I loved Casey Catanzaro so much, dude. And it, it does really suck, because all of this is like, it, there's kind of been inklings of it for a while, but just like, last week, because I'm sure you all know that she was pictured at a bar without a mask with a bunch of people who also weren't wearing masks, making she, this yeah, yeah. might. She, she was pictured at a bar drinking beer, and CM Punk got really okay, mad really about it. About it, yep. And of course, this is my uh, weekly fuck you COVID denier shit, or people who just don't care about it. Um, because a number one. Once again, for the millionth fucking time, 
stay fucking safe. This virus has killed almost half a million Americans at this point because dumb shits like you aren't wearing masks. But that's not the kicker. That's not the thing that put this over the edge for me. The thing is that one of the people, and I'm knocking my camera out of the way, one of the people that she was pictured with was verified to have been at the Capitol on the day of the insurrection. Yeah, it's rough. At the protest. I thought what you were going to say was rough was the fact that, like, a few months prior, she released a video on her YouTube channel just being like, all right, guys, we got to be smart about this and we've got to be safe. You got to make sure you stay where you're supposed to stay. Stay at home. Nothing's worth leaving. Let's see how that's going now. <sighs> Spoiler alert. She didn't. And Man, also, uh, just she had, bad. It's, it's, she it's, had it's also, so much potential. Like, yep. already a great athletic gymnastic talent. Oh, and who is she dating and sitting under the learning tree of? One of the, if not the greatest high flyer of our current generation, Ricochet. She could have been phenomenal, but no. I, I, also, uh, by the way, Ricochet, what the fuck? Um, <clears throat> listen, man, don't act like you've never stuck your dick in crazy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. By the way, so, you, were, okay, so, you were talking you about. By the way, you were ta- talking about dumb people and the greatest, greatest, greatest high flyers of our generation. I was like, how did we get around to Will Ospreay? That <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back to Osprey. But it's just like it was so disappointing to me seeing, especially because, like Scotty said, her style in the ring was so unique. Yeah, because of her like pass as an athlete, and wasn't it's just, she? Well, hold on, wasn't she also at that asshole pedophile's wrestling gym, too? I feel like we for- oh, yeah, we, we, we gave yeah. her a pass on that one. Uh-oh, oopsie poopsies. Well, I guess, I guess it turns out that you can't just give people passes anymore. Yeah, yeah Velveteen just- Dream. <laughs> uh, Triple H, who on another NXT call was just like, We've talked about Velveteen Dream. He's still here and he's still training. We've said everything that needs to be said. I'm like, I don't think you have. Because it's, there it's are this, only two words we want to hear, and it's you're fired. It's this weird thing where like people ran off the point. I was like, if he had actually done something and there was actually something substantial, don't you think they would have gotten rid of him? And I'm just like, oh, they kept Matt Riddle. And like there's video evidence backing yes. everything up on that well uh if we do want to turn this into a there's no justice there is a little bit because all of joey ryan's bullshit cases against his accusers did get dropped this week so that's nice to the court system that's good and i wouldn't be like i wouldn't even say you know watch out for the negative publicity or whatever if you are casey because if i worked with a person like that on a day-to-day basis and like i had to trust a person like that to be in the ring with to be like so close that you could almost guarantee an infection from one to the other how the fuck do you come back from that yeah because like i wouldn't be surprised if she got released because that's what happened with cutler cutler that's what they revealed that cutler tested positive for covid then kept coming to work allegedly and uh fucking roman was the reason because vince was like i told roman when he came back he would be coming back to a safe environment he is not in a safe environment because of you and because of what you've done um i don't know how much water that's gonna hold in nxt where roman reigns isn't but still yeah because like i I understand it with Roman, because, like, with Roman, there's even more circumstances in the background, but, like, yeah, still, fuck it. Let's get into baby faces. Let's talk about good shit. All right. Blake, go first, because we both have sweet promos to talk about. <laughs> I, that's cool. I just have a, I just have a very nice, like, uh, wholesome thing to talk about, and um, that is uh, the gentleman known as Dax Hardwood. Because um, Dax recently uh, made a post um, showing, like, uh, his progress in getting fit and also uh, talking a little bit about how he struggled with uh, bulimia of, 
you know, all things an eating disorder. And um, when was he, this? Was this recently? Yeah, this was. I think it was literally. It was uh, no, no, a few no. Days when ago. he had bulimia. What? When he when he said he was struggling with it, did he give like a time period? Uh, he didn't. He said, okay. uh, let's see. He, I didn't know if it was like early in his career or like recently. Yeah. And like, you know, it was it may have been as recent as um, sometime, maybe even in WWE or AEW, because here's the here's the post. Getting real for a second. I've always struggled with my weight. At one time, I was actually bulimic. My highest weight was 282 pounds, which on a five foot 10 frame is not very attractive nor healthy. I've tried every diet, but they rarely worked because I'm so afraid of food. I was scared of going backwards. With the help of my friend, and um, he mentions a uh, personal trainer that he's been working with, he puts me on a healthier path and continues to guide me along, even when I question him. More than a coach, he's a great human being. If you have a dietary or workout needs, this is the guy for you. Thank you, Ferlin. Thank you for all your help. And that is uh, Ferlin Bailey, if BB Pro, um, on Instagram. Yeah, positivity. Especially because you don't see guys coming out that much to talk about struggles with eating disorders. Yeah, um, no, very, very uh, happy to hear about that. Yes, absolutely. Um, so it's great. Dax, Dax Hardwood, of all people, is taking strikes at toxic masculinity. And with a name like Dax Hardwood, you know he's going to hold water. <laughs> All right, um, Dylan, Dylan, do you want to go and let me main event, or... Yeah, 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 yeah. The betrayal is real, Tama! <laughs> <laughs> Don Callis. Oh, in, a, in, like, a, a fucking, uh, like, UFC-style post-main event uh, press conference with Kenny and the Good Brothers, proceeded to, be, to not only, like, be like, there's no problem within Bullet Club... And at the same time, bury new like Bullet Club Japan for the for the in, for the entire extent of three minutes. Where he he was like, "These guys left. You can't replace them. You can't replace Jordan. You can't replace Magic. You can't replace Bird." But it allowed these mid carters opportunity to rise up and do these things. In fact, go out there, buy their merch, get these guys in the top forty on pro wrestling tees. They're all good guys. Their oh, their names escape 40. me. Top forty is such a diss. Yeah, he's like he's like their name. I forget their their names. And uh, Kenny's like Kenta. Kenta's yeah, Kenta's a great guy. Like they he pretends he can't remember the names of the. It was so good. It was just Don Callis being the slimiest motherfucker for the for the uh, entire duration of that segment. Also, secondary babyface to Hangman Page for being a smart babyface and taking advantage of Matt Hardy by taking the time that Matt Hardy, like, mouthed off to the camera to switch the contract he'd been given with one that was already in his jacket and making Matt sign that, the implications with which will show up next week and likely be hilarious. I love, I love Hangman Page. Hangman Page is amazing. I love smart baby faces. Like that's just so. There are no it, dumb baby faces in W in uh, AEW unless you yeah. count Sting, but that's like a career thing. <laughs> Sting always gets betrayed. We know. Yeah, I can't wait for Darby Allen to cough and drop him. It's gonna be great. Oh god! Oh god! That might kill them both. <laughs> I don't know, man. Kenta tried to kill Moxley on Wednesday. Fucking double stomp off the stage onto a table. And they brought one of those Japanese tables, too. That fucker didn't break. <laughs> no, it didn't help that he was hitting it with forward momentum, so John slid off. So that was more of what happened than anything. Anyway, yeah, Don Callis being... Don Callis has stepped it up. I was I was right. This is one of those times where I will stand up and, and say, like, I enjoy saying I was right because I believed in the invisible hand and I have been rewarded with amazing promo and segment after amazing promo and segment. Yes. For and like Scotty a month. and I sit in your shadow to this day. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, on to my baby face. And it's been so long since I've gotten to say this. But my baby face of the week is none other than Cameron baby. I thought for a moment that Dylan, you looked like you were just waiting to snipe it out from under oh, no. him. Oh no, no, no. I wanted to, but I wanted 
<laughs> we are going to share this moment. It's he cut what Brian Alvarez and I agree is the promo of the decade because I w- I I'm, I wouldn't mind if normal Cameron Grimes came back, but also you know his character's just been Cameron Grimes for a while. It needed something, and I this is going to get us in trouble with YouTube, but I don't care. The world needs to hear this promo in full, so. Let me just. If there was anything that Cameron Grimes would put his money in, it would be a fine establishment like GameStop. <laughs> yeah, baby. Well, turns out Cameron Grimes is at the right place at the right time because it went parabolic. <laughs> but in layman terms, that means it went to the moon. <laughs> Now I got so much money. (laughs) Tell you the truth. I got so much money. I didn't know what else to do with it. But turns out there's this thing. They're making money now for dogs. And they got this thing called dog coins. And tell you the truth. I never did trust a kitty cat. I knew if they got nine lives, they can't be up to good. So I, you know, I invested in dog coin. And I'm even more rich. (laughs) You need to understand, he Ric Flair. He lost the hat, the glasses he was wearing while he was the jacket. Kit. He Ric Flair. It's so fucking good. Give it up for Cameron Grimes, the richest man in NXT, yeah. This isn't the whole thing, because afterwards he talked about how he money is power, and now William Regal can't tell him what to do. He's like, you want to tell me to wrestle Dexter Loomis? Can't You can kiss my grits. <laughs> you want to tell me to do that? You can kiss my grits. Like, he just kept saying it over and over again to stuff, and then he took two, like, uh, stacks of, stacks of, I assume, fake hundreds, unfurled them, threw them up in the air along with the, the microphone, and then made a money angel. Oh no! And no. Like he, it's, uh, there was a uh, some he put it on Twitter how much money he threw, and it was like in the thousands. So, so here's here's the here's the best part of that. I, I realize what this is. This is modern Beverly Hillbillies. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I love every part of it. So there are two ways this can go: either they can show him getting progressively poor due to life decisions, or he can just continue being rich and dumb. Which I really hope they go with that one. Oh no, like the concept of JBL, if JBL was a dipshit, is the greatest thing. The other day I was looking for uh, a new job, and I did see that WWE was hiring a writing assistant for NXT, and that night I just sat up thinking of ways to convince Road Dog to put a title around Cameron Grimes' waist. Just, how do I do it? How do I do it? <laughs> Let me do it for you, Road Dog, please! Put that fantasy book into good use. Yeah, exactly. God, Cameron Grimes is just so... I don't think there's a person I'm more excited to see on NXT than Cameron Grimes. He is like their hangman Adam Page. He can do no wrong. Yeah, it's real. Every every segment that Cameron Grimes has been in in the last year has has been phenomenal. Cameron... Cameron Grimes is a treasure. I've I've said it for years. I've I've championed... Trevor, back when he was Trevor Lee, I was like, this man, this man is great. He's just, he never got his due. Yeah. And I, I really hope that he's like a year away from, from a major title run. He, oh, anyway, on, speaking of, uh, speaking of titles, there's a takeover. Yeah. Here, let's do, uh, let's do the women's tournament first. We made predictions for takeover and then for the AEW women's tournament. We're not going to go through like every single pick, just like the ones that are intriguing in more than anything else but um yeah i do we want to say who we got winning first and then kind of explain how we got there and our thought process? Uh, i feel like we should do each bracket and then the winner okay because what it is is whoever gets the most picks of bracket one gets a point most picks of bracket two gets a point and then whoever gets the winner gets a point so you for almost you can get a total of three points um, all right, so the bracket, all of us had Rosa as a free spot because 
I forgot to fill these out before last night's Dynamite. Uh, so Layla, Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa. We've all got Rosa. Serena Deeb versus Riho. Did any of you guys go for Deeb? No. No. It, it's Riho's like, how long has it been since she's been in AEW now? Literally a year. Literally, yeah. yeah. Like, there's no way in her first return match she's not winning now, to me. Now, the other half of the women's bracket is where shit gets interesting because Tay Conti takes on Nyla Rose and Britt Baker takes on Anna Jay, which in my opinion should not be a first round match. That is a further down the road, but we kind of have to deal with the hand we're dealt. Dylan, what'd you do? <laughs> what'd you do? I, I had Ty Conti beating Nyla Rose. Uh, Say it. Because, because somebody has to beat Nyla Rose. What, that I had Britt Baker beating Anna Jay? Yeah. <laughs> admit it. Admit it with your dirty mouth what you did. Um, I No, I had Tay. I also had Ty winning. Uh, Blake, did you have? Well, no, I actually had uh, Nyla winning and yeah. uh, Britt winning. Um, That's not this bad. Was the, I, yeah, this is, I think it could go either way, really. I, I would rather Ty won, um, but it just doesn't... I feel like either Ty Conti or Anna Jay is going to be the bracket buster in that area. I just don't know who, so I went with the safe picks. Well, I went with a match that I think would be fucking fun to see. Uh, I've got Ty winning, and I've got Anna winning. Ty Conti versus Anna Jay, the best friends, finally have to fight each other. I thought that was real fun. Uh, up next on the Japan side, Yuka Sakazaki takes on May Suraga. Is that correct? Yeah, Suraga. Suraga. All right. Uh, I had Sakazaki. What about you guys? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, then... And then Emi Sakura versus Vaney, I believe is the pronunciation. I had Sakura. I know Dylan had Vaney. Blake? I had Sakura, too, because I had not seen much of Vaney. So I've just... Yeah. This is the point where I pulled the quarter out, as <laughs> I told you. Um, um, I'm going to skip a match. <laughs> Katamura versus Aja Kong. You can't have Aja not win. Win the first, yeah. There, there were a lot of those to me, where I'm like, how are they going to... How how is this person not going to win this match? And Aja Kong was like right there. Uh, and then of course, <laughs> fuckers, I'm here. Maki Ito versus Ryu Mizunami, and uh, I had Maki winning because she's such a big star. I don't have her going far in it, but I definitely do have her at least getting something. <laughs> I have her going farther than both of you, which is fucking hilarious. You do, that is, that is... You've got her beating Aja Kong? Yeah, because Aja Kong is literally, like, fucking, what, like, damn near 50? Over 50. Aja Kong doesn't need this rub. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then... Oh, you're right, because, and that means that, um, if Maki wins, I get to see Maki versus Yuka Sakazaki. Hold on, I'm changing this. Alright, I'm keeping mine. I'm keeping mine. You dirty going motherfucker. All the way. Uh, I am, I am, a, I am, a, I am a simp of a shit deity, yes. <laughs> uh, then I've got Sakura defeating Sakazaki in the second round. Sakura going on. What about you boys? Yuka? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then got, uh, Sakazaki winning, um, beating Sakura. Because at that point, everybody's gonna want to hear that in Yeah Long. Mm-hmm. Then on the women's side, I've got Thunder Rosa beating Riho, just because it kind of feels like a passing of the torch, the first women's champion fighting someone who I think could be the next women's champion of AEW. Mm-hmm. Oh, very likely, um, because I have I have Rosa beating Riho, too, and I'm just going to go ahead and say I've got Rosa going all the way to the finals. Yeah. Uh, no, I got Riho. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, between Ty and Anna, I've got Anna going. The Dark Baker. Or- the Dark or- Oh, yeah, you did do that, you dirty boy. <laughs> Put Britt Baker all the way. Blake, what, who'd you have going all the way? Um, I have uh, Nyla and Britt, uh, Nyla winning, and then being beaten by Rosa. By the way, do you know how you get Britt over really well? You have her beat three people that everyone likes in a row. So you ever beat Anna, which people like. You ever beat Ty, which people like. Then you ever beat Riho. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got 
Then, okay, if we're going to go all the way, Rosa versus Anna, I actually have Anna J with a sneak win because the Dark Order needs something right now. They're not in the TNT title picture. They're not in the tag picture. They're kind of relegated to background characters right now. And I think Anna J winning and becoming not a leader of the Dark Order, but kind of their the focus of their energy right now would be really interesting and having her go all the way to the finals and, spoiler alert, winning the whole damn thing would be a real feather in the cap of the Dark Order. Yes, it would. Um, it's a shame that's not going to happen. I, I don't think board. it is either, but dream like... Board. It is a dream board, and we fucking know that your dream board somehow... You somehow turn your dream boards into a tulpa that actually manifests in the <laughs> real world. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, on the J- Japan side, my finalist is Sakura. I think... Did you both have Sakazaki in the finals? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right, then. I've got Anna winning. Did you... Dylan, did you? Did you do it? Oh, he did it. Did oh, no, it's, it's there. I see it. I see it. <laughs> This nasty lad. I hate you for it. Just taking Britt Baker all the way to the end and winning it. Which, I mean, yeah, you're probably gonna she's, win this. She's, she, she's the next AEW Women's Champion. I don't like it, but it's what's <laughs> gonna happen. It's what's gonna happen. Oh, the number of times I feel like I've heard that phrase. <laughs> uh, well, alternatively, you can live in my dream board world that has you hearing, yeah, 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 yeah for months. Absolutely. All Where right. Yuka Sakazaki goes all the way, um, because we just need to see uh, a champion with, like, the big baggy pants. No, we need a champion that goes... That's my favorite shit about Sakura, man. <laughs> yeah. Alright, on to NXT TakeOver, a pay-per-view we didn't know was happening until earlier today. Uh, so the main story of this is really the finals of the Dusty Tournament, so we'll focus on the championship matches first. Uh, Kushida versus Johnny Gargano. Well, none of us really believe in the way, do we? No. No. This This is is gonna be the the time that it burns me, but, like, I feel like this Johnny Gargano is not the Johnny Gargano that I would die on a hill for. What sucks is the fact that the whole Leon Ruff storyline was based around Johnny always loses his title in his first defense, so they fed him Leon Ruff, so his first defense was successful. And then, I I can't even remember if he fought Priest one-on-one and had a successful defense. Oh, no, they had that triple threat. It feels weird that after Johnny's first successful defense and a whole storyline built around that, they're like, he can do it once. He will get fucked twice, but yeah, I've got Kushida too. Yeah, it's it's Kushida, it's Kushida all the way down, man. It's uh, just how it is. But props to Johnny for like sell of the sell of the year off of that baseball punch from Kushida, where he oh, then yeah. staggers, falls into his wheelchair, falls backwards on his on his ass. <laughs> uh, Perfect, he- gift worthy. <laughs> Pete Dunne versus Finn Balor, and both of you cowards are refusing to join me on my dream board of Edge versus Finn Balor for the NXT title at WrestleMania, because I've got Balor Name? winning. Okay. If it's not Pete Dunne, who takes the title off of Finn? Tell well, not, me. Not Edge. Well, they're not, they may not be there yet. Wait, actually, you know what? I do have an answer, and he just invested a lot of money in Dogcoin. Cameron Shut the fuck Grimes! up! Cameron also, Grimes it's... is going to win the North American Championship off of Kushida in, like, two takeovers. Also, uh, Cameron, it's pronounced Dogecoin. No, <laughs> no I said not if you're, not if you're Not if you're, not if you're backwoods stupid like Cameron Grimes. <laughs> I His wish last name it... is Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I honestly wish he would have, like, leaned into it fully and called it Dogecoin. <laughs> Dogecoin. Um, I don't know, I think... If you gave Thatcher more shit, Thatcher could do it in, like, a surprise move. Like, do uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Balor again, but have it be Thatcher. Thatcher sneaks it out. Ciampa. There's a lot of people who I think could take the title off of. It's not... Balor's not reached peak Shayna Baszler, where they had to reach across the pond to pull out a valuable contender. I think there are still contenders for Balor. But you don't believe that Finn Balor would look at, like... Like other like UK talent and just be like, yeah, him. 
of yeah, all exactly. people, you don't think he'd point to Pete Dunne, like, the no, no, best I'm, that I, the no, UK I'm, has. I'm saying, yes, that's what's happening right now, best NXT UK champion versus best NXT champion, but it, Balor's not reached the level of Shayna where they had to go over to NXT UK to find someone. Balor still has, in my opinion, decent contenders. Like, I don't think Ciampa ever got, like, a solid feud with Balor. That would be fun. Same with Thatcher. Um, if they keep Don't seeing- get me wrong. You're probably right. But, like, I was expecting this match instead of the second Kyle match. That's how much I've just like this. This has to happen because, and I believe it will because this is this is the next person where they're like, we can we can fucking strap a rocket to this boy. This boy will like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this one is definitely a toss up. Uh, now on to good old triple threat rules. So I'm gonna miss this one. Mercedes Martinez versus Tony Storm versus Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, what you boys? What you got, Blake? Alrighty, I'm gonna go first. I am not going to win this prediction series. Um, but I feel like, you know what, we're going down under. Tony Storm. Okay. Fuck, I have to choose between being right and dying on a hill. Fuck. Oh shit. Fuck. Uh... I know it's gonna. I God damn it! I know it's gonna be Rachel Gonzalez. No, it's Mercedes. Mar- it's not Rachel Gonzalez. It's Mercedes Martinez. Oh, that's right. Wait, was Mercedes the one that pinned? No, that was that was Gonzalez. That was Gonzalez. That was Gonzalez. Okay, sorry. They're both big, scary ladies that destroy people. You'll forgive me if I get them confused. Yeah, no, Mercedes is the one who escaped retribution. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Then no, it's Yoshira. Uh Fuck. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, but that would have been dishonest. And you know what? I think Dil- I I'm all in on the Dylan wagon right now. Okay. Wow, <laughs> so you really like- are. You piece of shit. Um, first up, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. We've all got Ember and Shotzi because, like Dylan said. Gonzalez has to go on and win the NXT Women's Championship. Plus, the winner is going to be facing um, Shayna and Nia for the title. So you want a strong babyface team. And Ember and Shotzi have who the vibe. Shotzi, who did Shotzi team with to challenge the last time? Because they cha- Shotzi challenged for the tag titles against ba- uh, Bailey and Banks. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Hold on. Let me look it up really quickly. Yeah, it's it, honestly Shotzi and Ember have that vibe of you remember when they teamed Ricochet and Alistair Black, and it's like I don't see the connection between these two, but it still works. That's kind of what they are. Yeah, have they nailed down Ember's gimmick yet? Kind of like Ember's laws, the catchphrase, and she's like a biker cosplayer. Less of a wolf from last time. A lot of digital shit going on, but it's 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 almost secondary. It's just you know Ember Moon. She's here. She's a veteran. She's kicking ass. Um, I kind of I miss her. Extra- I miss her quasi werewolf gimmick. Yeah, but like all of the all the excess stuff is just kind of put on top of what I think her gimmick is. Is basically just I am a veteran of NXT. Come at me, you motherfuckers. And I want to climb back to the top. That's what I like about her, is the fact that it wasn't a, I'm back, I'm challenging for the title immediately. No, Ember is climbing, and you get to watch it. It's really interesting. Uh, and then the last one we have is MSK. Oh, the, la- uh, the last one we have is Rascals uh, yeah. versus Grizzled Young Vets. It was uh, Tegan Knox, by the way, when they challenged ah, the last time. That's right, it was the shiniest wizard. Um... Yeah, I've got MSK because they're the new boys, and it would be, uh, I would be upset if they didn't, because there was so much fanfare, and then nothing, and the only way to get it back would be by winning the Dusty Classic. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dylan and I are going with the Grizzled Young Vets, they're the Grizzled Young Vets. You're just on Dylan's back like Yoda, just like, riding him through as he's, he's like, these are who are gonna win, you're like, yep, they are. 
correct. Oh no, no, no! Dylan would be riding on my back in that in that situation. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Grizzled Young Vets, also known as uh, are also known as the first WWE UK Tag Team Champions. Uh, I have them winning for the same reason I have Pete Dunne winning, which is this is a great opportunity for. WWE and NXT to show that the UK superstars are not secondary in quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they already have a dominant UK stable. That's the reason I'm fading towards MSK. Is they already have a who, dominant who, who, heel UK who's the dominant based. heel UK stable. Pete Dunne, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch. NXT. You mean a stable that's one third not UK, and that that's not part of their thing. It is part of their... No, that is legit part of their thing, and it's fucking hilarious. Like, the the uh, the royal flag is all throughout their fucking entrance, Titantron. And I remember the first time I reviewed NXT UK, I was like, I feel like that's incorrect. I feel like something's wrong here. Yeah, but no, it's a good way to, it's a good way to, to show it. Because, yeah, the current NXT tag champions are... Uh, Lorcan and Birch, but I feel like the Grizzled Young Vets would be this thing where, like, they can out-UK Lorcan and Birch. Well, the way I described it is Lorcan and Birch are kind of like, they're not, but they're like the posher side of Britain, where they're like, we love Britain and we love the Queen. Meanwhile, Grizzled Young Vets are just like... Hooligans. They're fucking hooligans. They're angry Peaky Blinders hooligans. Peaky fucking blinders! (laughs) We're just showing up and beating the shit out of people. Actually, I believe believe, uh, Peaky Blinders' level of beating the shit out of people has been uh, Pete Dunne's gimmick since before Peaky Blinders was a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, well, we got Now he just has the hair to match it. (laughs) Well, we got the predictions in, boys. What did you learn this week? Uh, I learned. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I learned that Blake is a simp for a deity of shit. Thank you, and I learned that I'm never going to get out of the Don Callis shaped shadow that Dylan casts <laughs> over me. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me. You never will. <laughs> you can't live with it. You can't. You want to find Dylan? You're gonna have to give him five hundred dough coins. <laughs> Then you I'm gonna take those coins to the moon. You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Video on YouTube. You can also find me on Hatumex H A T U M E X on YouTube on my new uh, Fallout Three retrospective series I'm doing with my buddy. And you can find me here on the BS Network. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo S C O T T Y E M O. And check out all the other podcasts at a load of pure BS. Dot com, including fun fiction, the mini adventures of Sammy Magic, and most importantly, JWF Monday Night Ignition. Because finally, the all three fight boys are back, baby. Dylan returned at the Rumble, and now it's time to see what kind of chaos those three can get up to ahead of the expiration date pay per view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters from Mega Ran by Mega Ran for Mega Ran. Love Mega Ran. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook. Donate to the new and improved Patreon. <laughs> Subscribe on YouTube. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show. Everyone, because Terry Funk doesn't have a Twitter. Because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life!